0: perfect for a moment to unwind. And so when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Hi, this is Ruben the cheek
0: I'm Pat Nevin. I'm Mason Mount. You're listening to the London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London is Blue podcast. As always, your hosts joined by Nick and Dan. Gentlemen, this is a a new one that we're doing. Inaugural kind of monthly recap that we're going to start doing this season. Uh, Obviously, this one being unique with a transfer window in it. um, But otherwise, we'll be doing grades and awards for the month of September. Uh, very, very similar to said Dundee awards for, for you Mifflin, Dunder Mifflin heads out there. Uh, for those of you enjoying the U S version of the office, um, these are very serious. <laughs> They're taken serious and, uh, cash awards will be given out, um, if we ever get around to it. So gentlemen, Dan, I'll, I'll pass to you. Maybe you can set the stage a little bit more detailed, uh, but just, this is for September, the month that has just passed. No more predictions.
2: No. Well, and, and the other thing is I don't, I, I want to just walk back, Brandon, taking us into the territory of us versus UK office. We don't want to go there. We don't want to be in that debate. I'm not afraid. We don't wanna, <laughs> no, we're, we're not, we're not going to enter into that territory. What we are going to do is we are going to go through. And in addition to going over the month, which means we're going to go through some three word match reviews of September or, uh, of of the entire month. We're going to go through some performances. So talking about best player of the month, the LIBP best player of the month and the best goal of the month, and maybe some other conversational topics too about the month that has just passed. But you know, also because this is just after the transfer window has shuttered the reverberations fresh off of the door, Nick, we're going to go in and talk a little transfer too. But before that, I know there's a PSA that you want to throw in here to the lovely, wonderful people.
1: Yeah, if you stayed around for the last five seconds of our last five podcasts, probably we've had one word to say, and that is vote. Uh, we are closing in on election day now. That is a little less than a month away. It's incredibly important that uh, that you register to vote and that you vote. You exercise your civic duty. We're not telling you who to vote for. That's not our job. But just. Calling it out that uh, voter registration is going to shut in some states soon. So if you uh, have not registered or if you moved and whatever, go look at your voter registration. Make sure that you're within the deadline. Uh, If you have registered, go check your registration. Make sure that something didn't happen to it because that can obviously happen. And then last piece of advice, just call your mom, call your parents, call your sister, brother, whatever. Just tell them that you love them. It's been a hard week. Uh, and and that's OK. So just a little PSA. It's a little bit of a downer before we get into the monthly stuff. But um, yeah, it's super important. All right. So kicking
0: it off with the transfer window, we can assess some grades to how we think Chelsea did as a club. And then we can obviously break down some of the individual transfers as well. So uh, just like as you stand in front of the the boards at the airport, the arrivals coming in first, and then said departures. So we had Kai Averts, Timo Werner, Ben Chilwell, Akim Ziyech, Edouard Mendy, Malang Saar, and Thiago Silva. So those are the, the, the players that came in. Look, guys, is who was your favorite arrival? And remember, this is completely objective, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's completely subjective. They're just our opinions uh, so before you you want to yell at us, like just share your opinion on who is your favorite uh, player, or at least signing on paper and why. Uh, so Nick, I'll kick it back over to you and you can lead us off with this.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, look, a ton of really awesome players came in. Like, th- this has been an incredible window. We'll get into our ratings here in a second, but I think the one that just based off of current play that I am most excited about is Hakim Ziyech which I know is a weird one. I I would guess that 90 to 95% would reside in the Werner or Havertz area. Maybe some Chilwell leftovers, but uh, I think the 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 notability that he's going to have on the left or on the right-hand side with his left foot is he's just going to provide a whole different deal for us out there. Like he's he's going to provide width He'll provide excellent service, and we we just barely got to see it before he got hurt. But my guess is that when he's back, he's going to provide a lot of balance to this team, and it's something that I am very, very, very much looking forward to.
0: I mean, the irony is he'll probably create a lot of imbalance, which will be a pain <laughs> for the opposition. Uh, I, look, hard hard to not get excited about Akim Ziyech, but Dan, um, you are deciding to twist on this one. No sticking for Dan Dormer.
2: No, I, mean, I think there's, I think if I were using recency bias, uh, which also would go into the month of October, which we're not grading yet, I would say I probably could have been convinced Ben Chilwell um, looking way sharper in our setup than I thought he might. And that's the value of a Premier League proven player, which is why people are always like, why won't you go spend 30 million pounds, 40 million pounds more to get a Premier League proven player? That's sometimes the reason why enter Ben Chilwell's performance against Crystal Palace. I think overall, though, the one that I I never thought it was in the realm of conversation that this person could be a Chelsea player. I think it was in my mind they were going to be playing at Real Madrid in a season's time or playing at Bayern Munich and being part of just a dominant force for five to seven years at minimum was Kai Havertz. And I think that's the one that has me still the most excited for what's to come. Look, not many people can say they scored a hat trick against Barnsley. He's done it already. I and mean, that's all the proof you needed, Brandon, to know that he, this guy's going to be a star.
0: Oh, poor Barnsley. Uh, <laughs> tough day out for them. Uh, you know, I, I, at first I thought you were talking about Luka Jovic. All right. But then I forgot we didn't sign him. <laughs> so uh, on to Kai Oberts. Classic Dan not playing by the rules. Yeah, uh, you know. Yep. what Any other names you want to add in there? Some honorable mentions <laughs> that you didn't you didn't get to? Yeah, just did. name the
1: other four, Dan. Go for it. Well, Joe Shortlist. I, I will
0: say, very excited <laughs> to watch Sar play for Porto this season.
2: Since and you gave
0: me the opportunity.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean Thiago Silva came in as a free. That's really exciting. You know, enticed by the project. I mean, <sighs> let's not forget about your favorite position, Brandon
0: Mendy. Woof, he's probably the one you picked, right?
2: Right? Right?
0: you think so but I didn't because to me when I was thinking about favorite signing um, I, I it's I think you guys have heard me rant a lot about Timo Werner and when you have a firing goal scorer it just takes the weight off of the rest of the team and he's gonna open up confidence for Mason for Kai for the the wing backs or the outside backs to get in and get assists it to me just having a, an like a great striker like we saw Diego Costa and Didier Drogba the rest of the team can just click because you don't have to worry about that and it's the hardest part uh, to be good at in this in this game, so uh, I'm on the Timo train, right? I I am upset that he's getting shifted off to the left and having to play defense. So it would be inconsistent of me to not choose Teemo uh, as my as my favorite Fr- signing.
1: Frickin' Dan's wearing his shirt and didn't pick him. I
0: mean, what are we <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, well, we we know what you know. Dan's just a fanboy. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> oh man I'm just kidding anyways uh, hit us up let us know who your signing was it, look it's hard I mean I can understand Malang Sar because he's on loan he's not even with the team right I can probably understand Mendy because goalkeepers aren't sexy uh, but a 36 year old center back from, from Brazil now maybe, maybe that is your flavor of choice uh, the players that were sold or the free transfers out right Alvaro Morata officially off the books we did it uh, Somehow <laughs> sold to Atletico and then immediately sold to Juventus. Been a busy summer for Alvaro and the Twins. Uh, Mario Pasalik went to Atalanta officially. Kind of saw that one coming. Um, Nathan, has left. Willian obviously went to Arsenal. Pedro went to Roma. And so, look, thinning of the squad a little bit. But then... But then you get to the Lone Army, and that list is not as long as it's been in years past, but it's still it's still there. Uh, Danilo Pontic, Louis Baker, Davide Zappacosta, Marco Van Hinkle, Malang Sar, Ruben Loftus cheek sad but hopefully good, Matt Miazga, Ross Barkley, Mishi Batshuayi, Kennedy, Ethan Ampadu, Jamal Blackman, Jamie Cumming uh, are the ones that we have listed out to to discuss um, interesting mix there. I think this is probably the most Premier League loans that we've seen out of our loan army before. And that's with the new kind of limitations. So, uh, you know, Dan, back to you real quick. Ruben to Fulham. All right. I hated that stupid video they did. They kept making him grab the badge, grab the shirt. And I'm like, you know, he doesn't care, right? Like, He's, he's Stanford Bridge cobbing through and through. You guys are just making it uncomfortable at this point. Poor, poor guy. It's uncomfortable for all of us, but
2: I think as we talked about in the preseason episodes we were doing, we had our wonderful regular series of Keep It so Alone with Joe Tweeds. I think the, the landing was is that at this point, at his age and at his developmental state, Ruben needs to go play football. And he should be playing it at the Premier League level. And this Fulham side, unfortunately, are god-awful. They are a terrible football team. And they will get relegated. Which hopefully means that Ruben Loftus-Sheik will get to play a lot of minutes in this side score a couple goals will potentially be a part of a team that unfortunately doesn't do a whole lot of paper nick but it gets him back to where he could come back into this Chelsea side next season and fight for a first team spot
1: yeah it's going to be fascinating to see where he plays um my hope is that he gets a lot of time as what i think his best position is and that's an 8 um you know like he automatically and and this is no like i'm not trying to just trample all over poor fulham because we, we went to a match at Fulham and thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. It was a great time, mm-hmm. great atmosphere. Uh, they are quite bad, and he is quite good when he's on his shit. So my, my guess is that when he really starts to pick up steam, Brandon, like he could easily be one of their top three or four players, if not maybe their best player. And it may not be that close by the end of the year, which is the hope. The hope is that he's humming like he was when he came back from Palace and that he's just ready to go. Um, and... God, that's a weapon that we that we could desperately use uh, next season. Yeah, I was just going through the midfield list. I mean, not a lot there. Um, Cupboard's pretty bare.
0: Yeah, but Nick, I mean, you could probably pick a random name out of the hat and they'll probably hit a hat trick against us, so I'm not going to ask <laughs> you to do that. Uh, that that superpower of yours is, has been used enough. Um, you, you know, again, all we want is minutes for him. That's it. We really don't care about anything else. He's going there for minutes. He should get said minutes. He should stay healthy. And he should come back and be ready for the first team next season. Let's just put a bow in it, wrap it up, and and move on to Ross. Now, someone who... Am, look, the reason Ross went to Villa, okay? If you're familiar with football manufacturers and apparel brands, Kappa, there's no brand more... Personally identifiable to Ross Barkley than Kappa. Tight shorts, tight jersey. You got the guy girl logo. I mean, it's Ross personified. Those shorts fit him better than any other brand. And that is probably the same only reason he went to ask become, This has gotten weird.
1: We become a fashion. This has podcast. gotten weird. Yeah. Look. <laughs>
0: Again, if you're, if you're familiar with kit manufacturers, you'll get it, all right? I played. I know what cap is like. You remember Italia back in the early 2000s? They had the tight-fitting shirts. This is what Ross lives for because dude is jacked, all right? That had to have been an influence in his decision. Dan, you can probably talk about something stupid like stats or an eye test, whatever. Ross, the boss, is at Villa and had a hell of a first day out against Liverpool. Dude loves a yeah. yeah. game against Liverpool. C-c- Could have scored three goals,
2: Ross Barkley against, you know, just love scoring against Liverpool, which which we all know and love and appreciate. And I'm glad we sent him someplace where he could help Nick three points off of them, uh, which is going to only help in our eventual putting our hands on the trophy at the end of the season. Uh, So thank you, Ross, for helping us out there. Look, I think this makes perfect sense. They've got a really poor or kind of light midfield, as it were. He gets to go right in. We get a great loan fee, as Matt Laws indicated. It potentially puts us in a position where we've somehow made money back on the Ross-Barkley deal, even though we haven't sold him yet. So all this is great. This is all great for us. It's great for Ross, who's going to go out and get to play. I think it actually is the one I thought we would keep one of the eights, whether that was Ruben or Ross. And I actually thought Ross would be the one that we would keep because he can do this in games. And as infuriating Mm -hmm. as it can be, Nick, when he doesn't hit the target or he gives away the ball. He also is really good at being a scoring midfielder. And that's not something if you look at, you know, our current crop has been upgraded, but you also look at like a Kovacic, a Conte, a Jorginho off of penalties and, you know, we don't have a ton of goal-scoring midfielders in that group, outside of I would say
1: Mason and, and now Havertz. I mean, th- I think this Villa alone for him could be damn near perfect. He's going to be relied on there. Uh, he's going to have to score if they're going to stay up. I, you know, I pick them to go down again this year, and I think as of as as it stands right now, that may look a little foolish um, because I think they have done some pretty good. Uh, loan deals and and they've strengthened their side quite a bit from where they were last year. Ross, if Ross plays well, he'll start every week. There's no Mm -hmm. doubt about it. And so it's the perfect loan, probably loan option to buy scenario that Chelsea could have hoped for. And, you know, if he scores 10 goals in the Premier League this year, even more that fee is going to be crazy next year for what Villa <laughs> probably want to pay. But again, Premier League goal scorers are such a rare commodity. You have to take them, and I think Villa will if he does a, a job there. Yeah, we talked about
0: Ruben. It's all about the minutes. For Ross, it's all about the valuation. We mm-hmm. you, and, and it's nothing against Ross. I just look at our team right now. Like His future does not lie with Chelsea, and that's okay. He had a great run under Mourinho. Sorry, kind of. Uh, he had some good moments against against uh, or under Frank. So it's just, you know, no hard feelings. But all we want is Ross to have an amazing season, so he can get a great move to somewhere that he's happy, and Chelsea can get some money in return. Transfer market has him at twenty one and a half right now euros. Like th- that more than covers what we even paid for him. And Dude, we're there's getting something to be. Fi- Five million in a loan fee. So it's net profit right now. Go have
1: yourself a blast, Ross. That's all we can hope for. There, there's also something to be said for just being the man at a place. He, he's <laughs> not going to be the man at Chelsea. There's too many other the men, right? Like <laughs> plenty of other talent. But at, at Villa, alongside Grealish, he could really be the, the man and, and take a lot of pressure off of Grealish and, you know, get up to some sort of shenanigans. I'm sure that will happen at some point. But like I, I'm, I don't know. I think it's a great move for him, and I'm happy for him, and I hope he does incredibly well this season. And go,
0: yeah, it, uh, yeah. Again, just uh, have fun. Go have yourself a blast, Ross. All right. So that's the arrivals and departures. So now, if we're gonna grade this window in in whole out of ten, uh, Dan, you have handpicked some of your favorite responses from the socials and from the Discord. Uh, what do you have for us, sir?
2: Well, Milhouse dropping an 8 out of 5, 8.5 out of 10, saying should have sent more players out earlier to help our chances of getting rice, but in Marina we trust. Boy, Big Nash, a 0 out of 10. Scale 8, since we do not take care of outgoings properly. Giving a low score means there's still room for improvement during the next window. Already looking ahead to January and beyond. Greedy Nash. A Drew Dub 23 on Twitter with a 9.1% this is very technical uh, feels like a figure skating <laughs> scoring system holding up
1: the <laughs> holding up the sign
2: yeah and then uh, max 65 75 8 with a 10 I mean if you told us uh, we would get all these players before the window started you wouldn't even believe it which I think is pretty fair I don't think any of us would
0: yeah. have believed that this was going to be
2: the collection of players that we ended up signing this season
0: and if you told me that the players that are still here would still be here <laughs> I would also not believe you. (laughs) And I think that that's one thing we probably didn't talk about, is if you look at the squad on paper, very imbalanced. Dan kind of talked about our attacking midfielders maybe being light. Uh, Who knows? Maybe we can turn one of our three senior left backs uh, into... Into a winger or an attacker because poor Ian Matson, he's the real loser of this transfer window. (laughs) Oh my god! Genuinely feel bad, right? Knocking on the door, some Carabao Cup minutes last season to third, fourth string left back. So uh, bummer. Um, But uh, I, I'm gonna say that. Look, I would rather have some experienced players as surplus than quite the opposite. So I'm giving it a ten. I think it's hard to complain with the amount of investment that we've seen. I think that the investment has been smart. We've all the areas that we had talked about last season have been invested in, except maybe that the wide attackers. But again, Hakim Ziyech comes back. All of a sudden, that changes. Pulisic is back from injury. That changes. So, to me, you know, I. Look, you guys don't even have to have Keppa between the sticks right now. Like, who's really complaining at this point? So I'm going big. I'm going with the 10. Uh, Nick, I, I don't know why you gave it a 6, but I'm excited to hear
1: why. <laughs> well, you know, I thought that we'd finish fourth, and no, I'm kidding. I, I think it's a 9. Uh, it's not quite a 10. I, I really wanted a CDM. I think that's the one area, um, kind of like, uh, Millhouse set up top I think it's the one area that I would have liked to see someone come in it didn't have to be Rice it could have been someone else but I know that Rice is is the name so uh, I think he would have made this team more solid uh, I think there's still maybe some weakness in central midfield that we have to address or figure out a system that works around some of that but you know in Jorginho we trust so um moving forward I'm <laughs> really excited <laughs> about that and I, I also you know I I think the nine is also an acknowledgement that we, it was a really, really tough market to loan and sell players that like it's, it's not just that we, you know, all of our players that we wanted to loan or sell were terrible and that there weren't any takers. It was largely, I mean, you heard a lot of feedback on just some of the crazy fees that, you know, low bowing offers that were happening. And so I think Chelsea have some work to do there, but it's a product of buying poorly for a number of years that you have to offload this much talent and Dan. I think the key is if you look at all the acquisitions that we made, except for Tiago Silva, who's on a free and who's just experienced personified, right? All young, all, all on large deals. Uh, you know, mailing Sar is, is a free transfer who's 21 years old, who's could come back someday and play for us. It's a left footed defense, uh, a center back, I should say. This is a a really, really smart window.
0: Mendy's 28, but really he's like 24 because he's only been a pro for a handful of years, in all honesty. Yeah, Yeah, fair
1: enough. Fair point.
2: Yeah, look, I think it it was a super smart window. I think Chelsea moved quickly on the targets that they wanted to go after. I think it's the first window in a long time where we went after players and did not deviate from what our top choice was. We wanted to go get Werner as a top striker. We went and got Werner, and that was easier because there was a release clause. We decided we wanted a attacking midfielder. We went and we got Kai Havertz, and we took five years in a day to complete the transfer. But boy, oh boy, at five years in a day, we completed it. We did it at a fee that we felt comfortable with and got him across the line. We went in. We negotiated hard for Ben Chilwell and took advantage of the, the market situation, as, as it were, and got the left back we wanted. And so, you know, all of the times where we've gone into a window and come out after deadline day, like the the goal is not to sign players on deadline day. <laughs> the goal is to sign players that you want to identify the target, sign them at, a, at the right price and bring them in as soon as possible. So you can start embedding them with the side, get them up to speed and let them go, not to go. Be like, cool, last hour of the day, Sky News is reporting that your guy's coming in to the side. That
0: is bad business, Brandon. That's not what we want. Yeah, a little bit of a boring deadline day, I guess you could say, but nice to have for once for Chelsea. Been a while since we've done that. We're all just waiting to see who's going out. And I should say, a lot of other European markets are still open. So we Mm -hmm. could very well see some more people leave the squad. It is just that The Premier League windows closed. Did I read that? Like even someone could go to like the EFL, like the Championship or something like that. Yeah, yeah, the Championship is open until the fifteenth,
2: so there is weird extra time to transfer in and out. So we could actually go like if we wanted to, not that we need to. We could go sign someone from the Championship. We also could loan
0: someone into the Championship too. All right. So again. we're done, but the rest of the world is not. So Emerson's going to play for Coventry, baby. Let's go. All right. <laughs> whatever whatever works. All right. Well, that is going to uh stop us on the transfer market stuff. We're gonna oh, take wait, a- wait, I didn't I didn't give my rating out. I answered his oh an question, but
2: I didn't give a number. It was just so <laughs>
0: long winded.
2: Uh, it was an eight. I I, I think <laughs> we needed to get more out. An eight but it was an eight.
1: After all of that, oh my
0: God. dude comes back with a, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All
2: right, Dan. Well, I, I average it out. I average it out. I gave a really high score. I gave above a 10 for the amount that we brought in, and I gave a lower score for outgoing, and I averaged it together and I got an
0: 8. Completely subjective. At uh, Dan Dormer on socials if you just want to go ahead and look him up. (laughs) Um, Uh, Let us know what you thought about the window, but as I was alluding to, we are going to take a quick break, but when we're back, it's going to be the September Awards. We're going to do a three-word month review, uh, and then we're going to do our inaugural Player of the Month Award, and we can even maybe do a goal of the month. So, thank you to the sponsor for financially supporting the show. Uh, Please don't at me if I happen to be reading something, Uh, but But we'll be right back. Fellas, 2020 has made it hard for us to stay as hygienic as we should be. Luckily, our partners at Manscaped have made it easy to turn your bathroom into your own private salon. Manscaped is on a mission to change the grooming game with their below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products, and they just released their products in the UK, Canada, and Australia. The Lawn Mower 3.0 trimmer offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin safe technology, which helps reduce grooming accidents. The waterproof technology also allows you to groom in the shower and for up to 90 minutes. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is perfect. Add on to the lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. Their perfect package comes with two free gifts and other liquid formulations to complete your ball trimming routine. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty free, dye free, sulfate free, paraben free, so you know your disco stick is in good hands. You're probably Sitting on the couch with their hands on your balls, anyways, might as well keep them smelling fresh with the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, designed to defend against the below-the-waist odors. When that summer humidity hits, I use these to keep my balls from sticking to my legs. They even use the Crop Reviver Ball Toner, that is spray-on toner for your testicles. Their Foot Duster Foot Deodorant is so good that it can even reduce the odor of the dirtiest feet. Use the code LondonIsBlue and get 20% off plus free shipping at Manscaped.com. Basically, all I'm saying is if you love your package. All you have to do is go to their site, hit a few buttons on your phone and it will change your life for the better. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code londonisblue and upgrade that salon
1: with the luxury products of Manscaped. You've counted on restaurants and now they are counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. That's right. DoorDash is the app that brings the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is super easy. You just open up the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with their new contactless delivery drop-off setting, which I encourage. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, or the Cheesecake Factory. But they have the added bonus of having some of your favorite local spots on there as well, which I I personally love to support my local restaurants like Lulu's in Kansas City. What's up? Shout out to you guys. I've eaten from you a lot this year. (laughs) Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more, which is not hard to do, when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BlueWire. That's all one word. That's right, $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BlueWire. Don't forget, that's code BlueWire for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Do it. All right, so this is
0: new. New season, new segment, Uh, September awards, right? So this is also going to be interesting because uh, the season started in said month. Uh, The transfer window took place in said month. So there's a lot of moving parts to this one. Uh, Thankfully, or I guess we even had two different competitions, right? So busy times in September. All right, Nick, so we're going to do a three-word month review, all right? And, and Dan hand-selected some, but I'm going to let you have power of the filter here, power of the curation. And, and you can decide if you even like any of these and oh. give a little shout-outs.
1: All right, so or Shaw with title still possible. My goodness. Not wrong. Not wrong. Goodness. Uh, every two- to lose. Ever tends to lose. Uh, We have TJ Winners, who is apparently Aaron Rodgers, going, everyone, just relax. Relax. Just relax. Uh, We have Football Bloody Hell from HN21NH. Uh, That's a very symmetrical thing you got going on there. Uh, Abramovich 2.0 begins. Ooh, okay. I like that one. Uh, Let's go down. Jekyll and Hyde from Mr. Thurman on Discord. Classic, sad, sad but true. <laughs> he's a, he's a
0: pot stir. We know we
1: know you, Thurman. We appreciate you. And then to appease Dan Dormer, Bill of Rights with preseason is over. It's over now. Thank Door God. we shut, Dan. We're oh, done. Oh man, thank God. <laughs> We're it's over the now. Done with preseason. So yep, yeah, those are some. I like those. I like. There's some good. Abramovich 2.0 begins. That's a. That's the my winner of the group. It very well could be right it 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 absolutely has the smell
0: of of back when you're signing seven eight internationals very exciting players uh dan in rebuttal i'm gonna let you give your three word match review and if it has the word preseason in it it was nice (laughs) knowing you (laughs)
2: Uh, preseason, preseason, preseason. No, uh, that is not my three-word match review, but it would have been a good one. Uh, I went with Frank's Funhouse. You know, this is uh, only getting started. I think there's a lot of excitement still in the air. <laughs> and this is like Pee Wee's yeah. Funhouse uh, or whatever. I want, I want
1: Bruce to giraffe. I need a graphic with Frank's <laughs> Funhouse. I like clowns and also wall of mirrors, all sorts of shit.
2: Yeah. Every time he sc- you know, says the word Liverpool, like things jump out. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> now. uh yeah that that was mine
0: oh well that was surprisingly short sorry i had gotten comfortable and was ready (laughs) for a bigger explanation Uh, i put roller coaster continues right i mean that is that is a thing with chelsea under frank it's it's some ups and some downs the highs are fun and the lows are obnoxious uh i'm hoping in a couple in a month or two's time i'll not be using that roller coaster analogy nick is roller Uh, coaster one word I tried actually. I had roller coaster rides continue, uh, but spell check corrected it and said, "No, sir, that is two words." So I had to amend.
1: Well, my, three words. my bad. On to you. Get your popcorn. Thanks, Odell. Time to go. Uh, to actually, um, uh, whatever. So Flash yeah, receiver. I, I think I think this has been a weird start to the year. I, I could understand why Chelsea are kind of in this kind of middle ground, no man's land right now. There's a lot of players who still need to go find playing time elsewhere. There's a lot of new blood in the squad. There's a manager trying to figure out what system is going to work. I think when you start to see this thing click though, it's, it's going to be fun. Um, It may not always be as defensively solid as, as I would prefer personally, but I think it'll be fun. Um, And we're certainly not a boring club, So uh, so, get your popcorn ready because this thing is uh, it's about to go. Uh, I should have gone with Thrilling since nineteen
0: (laughs) oh five. Oh no! Ooh, that would
2: have been good. That would have been completely not original. No, it would have been Thrilling since twenty twenty. Would have been the uh, the way to update it. That
1: would have been funny. September (laughs)
0: twenty twenty. Definitely not original. Uh, Look, September was wild. I was going through the results too. Right. So if you go all the way back to the beginning of the season, beat Brighton 3-1, feeling good about it. You know, we just played them uh, in a preseason match recently before that, so they were very familiar foes. Uh, Then you go and lose 2-0 to Liverpool with the Christensen red card. Smash Barnsley, 6-0. Kai hat trick, Uh, the the absolute hot upper and downer of the West Brom 3-3 draw. Not what we wanted at all. Then we lost one one in pens to to, not to to Spurs in the Carabao Cup. Uh, that was a gut punch. And then right before, and this is now you know that that ends the month really. So because then we played Palace at the beginning of October. But if you think about that in that month, you've got what one two two wins, two draw two losses and a draw overall. Not a great month. Mixed but that, bag. But, that, but that's also from the middle of September, right? In two weeks, we played <laughs> five matches. So that also kind of sets the tempo for this season as well. And uh, it's been an absolute, absolute kind of, you know, wild, wild ride, no matter how you kind of frame it. It's been, it's been challenging. That's, Injuries, but, you know, bl- blooding in new players, uh, it's, it's it has not been easy.
1: That's the That's the entire season right there. That's how it's going to go. You stay in the Champions League past this past the group stage. That's how the spring's gonna go. Like it is going to be as hectic of a season as we could possibly imagine. And I think the lesson here, Dan, is that Frank is going to have to rotate a lot, and he's gonna have to trust that the players he rotates in are gonna do the job just as well as as those who he would maybe prefer in a starting lineup. So I, I just it is going to be a madhouse and for the thousand players that we have in our roster, there's a chance that every one of them might play still.
2: I think that's the only silver lining of having these extra players here that we maybe would have hoped left, you know, and whether it was a loan deal or whether it was a a, a permanent sale, whether it was Rüdiger or Tomori, whether it was, you know, potentially uh, letting someone like, you know, Drew, Drew was looking maybe at an opportunity to go elsewhere. Like with the fact that we've got multiple strikers now, like, What happens if someone contracts COVID? What happens if somebody gets an injury? What happens if both happens at the same time? This is one of the few times we're having a very, very deep squad. Maybe not, and there is drop-off, right? There's going to be drop-off from your top four defensive options to what your second four defensive options are. But at least you have it. At least you're not going to be promoting tons of youngsters into the first team with a trial-by-fire type of scenario you at least can go to. You've played in the Premier League before. You know the team. You can bring them up if necessary. That is the only silver lining to maybe the la- inactivity over the past you know couple months with some of our outgoings.
1: I think about this too: Pulisic, Tammy, Mason, all the guys who went on holiday. Got it right. Uh, it's reported today that Timo Werner is feeling flu-like symptoms and is getting tested for it. We don't know if he if he has COVID or not, or if it's just a bad you know bout of something, but. There, it is almost certain that there are going to be more positive tests throughout the season. Not to, not to scare anybody, but I mean, like, just the odds are out there. I mean, it, the the thing is picking up worldwide right now. Uh, it's increasing everywhere. You're likely going to see restrictions again, and stuff like that. So, it's it's going to be crazy. And Cal's already had it at the very beginning too. You got to kind of remember that he was one of the first players to get it. So, it's all it's all in focus when you have a big squad. You know. While the others are recovering and doing their two weeks off or whatever, the quarantine period, you just got to rely on some of the other folks to pick it up. Yeah,
0: it turns out uh, meaningless international friendlies is apparently a terrible thing, as as we've discussed, because there are always (laughs) so many cases picking up travel, exposure to new people, new parts of the country. Uh, It's not looking. I think it wasn't the French team who are starting to become decimated with cases right now. So, uh, yeah, we, we got, we clearly got comfortable, uh, jet set everyone around mixed squads, let them out of their bubbles and it wasn't a good thing. Um, but this is all just a really long preamble to our inaugural LIBP CFC player of the month award. Bet you didn't see that coming. Did you listeners, <laughs> Bam. Uh, but we had to give a lot of context to kind of what September's been like, you know, so, um, I, I, I guess we can just kind of. Go through these, and I believe you all changed your votes from when I put mine in, and now I'm I really did. confused. I did change he my votes.
2: He always Look, makes I, this excuse.
0: So here's I'm, no, no, I'm no, no. not Is having it
2: anymore. So here's the I I'm, put shutting it down.
0: I put mine in, and all of a sudden the other two changed to match mine. So if you hmm. guys just want to like start applauding me, giving me credit, I'll, I'll leave it up to you to do that.
1: I did change my vote only because the other two were already in there, and I could make a case for both of the players that I had selected. and And our goal is to look. The players really listen to this show, and <laughs> and, and we really at least two, at <laughs> least two that we know of. <laughs> uh, and and look, uh, I think the the point here is that we're going to get this trophy made up and send it over to the recipient of our first LIBP you know, CFC player of the month award. We're going to get a it print. It's going to look awesome. Uh, this player is going to have it displayed proudly in his locker or on some sort of vestibule somewhere. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be great. It's We're, we hope we hope so it's going to be great. Said player.
0: I, I'm surprised. I thought I was like going against the grain, kind of getting an unsung hero. I want Kurt happy Zuma. And I I have my reasons, and we can obviously go shout around. But spoiler everyone else went with Zuma too. So I was kind of looking through the results, and you know, he's been a staple in this side in the month of September. Uh, He's been there for our best results. Obviously, he's been there for some of our not as great, you know, as good results, but he scored a goal. Uh, And to me, I think he's really established himself as the number one center back. And to me, um, that usually doesn't get the recognition it deserves Uh, because like I said, it's, it's an unsung thing. But for, if we're going to get this defense settled, if uh, you know, we're going to be able to build a relationship with Edouard Mendy and help him settle, it seems like Kurt is integral to all of that. It's who is going to partner with Kurt um, right now. And I, I, I just think that he's had a, he started the season strong. He set a high bar and he hasn't, he hasn't really, Kind of whiffed on anything. I think he's just been absolutely rock solid for us. So, uh Dan, what about you, Kurt? Happy Zoom? Why is he shining in your eyes?
2: I think all those reasons that you just went through are a perfect encapsulation. I think I the know. only thing I said them. I <laughs> know you're so good. I I think the only thing I would add on top of that is getting a chance to see him come back into the side to settle as one of the two. And to get back a little bit of that form when he was playing against, you know, alongside Terry, and you're like, oh, man, this is going to be the guy, right? This is the heir apparent. He's the one who's going to be the next generational center back we have for 10, 12 plus years, kind of rocking this position. He is looking as if he's ready to do that for us again. I mean, the uh, match against Spurs, I, I would say one of our our better players on the pitch there. Uh, it was dealing with a lot of defenders who were not, or attackers who were not making uh, his life easy. I think, you know, it, it shades into October, but he had a, a great match against Crystal Palace. Um, Liverpool, no one, you know, coked themselves uh, coded themselves in glory. Uh, Zoom was not one of them either. And then the, the match against Brighton scores a goal and uh, you had a really strong day out. The, the goal was, I think, really down to uh, Keppa more than anyone else. So I think in general, like, yeah, you know, if you kind of look at that then involved in a lot of really strong performances, Nick, and I, I think has been, you know, someone who's who's able of able to elevate his partner, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think he he had a very, very solid month, which is not something you can say for every other player that's on the roster. You know, I, I was I started my thinking on this list with like, well, oh, Kai Havertz, but Kai hasn't been great in the Premier League yet. Neither is Timo Werner, but the guy who was my second choice, who was originally my first choice, is Mason Mount, who I know will you know, that might get a lot of, you know, kind of looks from people. But if you think about consistency throughout the performances in September, he was always there, giving a thousand percent effort, scoring a really important goal against West Brom to to start the comeback, and I thought that you know he was worthy of it. You can even make a case for Jorginho to have three goals in the month. And even though they're all penalties, I mean, I, I don't think he's played as poorly as some people would have anticipated. You know, certainly not me. So I, I really kind of then looked at defense. Right. And Reese has been off and on. Dave hasn't played as much. Uh, left back has been odd. You know, and certainly Alonzo wouldn't be your choice for uh, player of the month. And then the center backs have kind of all rotated, but Zoom has been the most consistent of those players. And uh, I think that's probably where I'm at with that, is is Kurt obviously scored against Brighton. Uh, I know it shades into October, as Dan said, but looked really good against Palace. And I think it's just he's just the 1A right now. And whoever is going to be 1B, you're going to have to fight amongst yourselves. Um, but, yeah, really really pleased for Kurt he looks he looks like yeah. he's on a mission right now too which is man it's a valuable valuable weapon to have if, if you have a guy who's just trying to go show people that he can be a number one it doesn't mean that we aren't going to go find someone Brandon obviously that, that would potentially fill that 1A but right now he looks really good well let us know who your player of the season was obviously plenty of goals were scored
0: right um, so there's a lot of people to choose from in, in that alley. Uh, there's a lot of people who've played a lot of minutes. I think Mason played almost every single minute in the month, you know, so there's a shot for him. But uh, decisions have been made. Uh, all right, to wrap it up, we do have goal of the month. Uh, great way to end this segment, actually, in, in this episode on a, on a big high, because no matter what you choose, we're right. Because every time you score, it is a great feeling. So, Nick, I'll go ahead and reverse it right back to you to let you kick
1: this one off. Uh, Help us relive the goal of the month for you. Goal of the month for me, Kai Havertz against Barnsley. Not the one that you picked, the one that I picked, which is (laughs) the incredible first touch, Meg the keeper, walk the ball into the net. Uh, It showed creative flair. It showed composure. Uh, it showed what is going to come uh, over the next handful of years, and I am uh, quite, quite excited about that. All right. I mean, definitely Don't, was all fun. Right. De- uh, definitely all was right. fun. That's all
0: right. Be, I like how that was the one you guys were like, oh, and that's when his soul left his body making fun of the goalkeepers. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are obnoxious. Did, uh, can we damn. talk about the
2: fact that we, we saw one of your highlight reels, though, today from your goalkeeping yes. day? I've shared in college. that
0: multiple times.
2: You were on fire. Oh, my gosh. There was one stop. Was, Man, kept dreams of it.
0: We can we can share it on socials if you guys want. But, yeah, it was literally the best week of my entire life, and I got player of the week, so it peaked. I'm only showing you the good stuff, none of the bad stuff. <laughs> uh, Dan, uh, you have a different one. Yeah, I, I
2: almost went with Mason's uh, goal against West Brom to mm. start the comeback. I think that, like, great, great effort, placed it in a spot, uh, good swerve on the ball to to throw the keeper off. But I had to go with the Reese James rocket. I had to go with him just almost burning a hole through the back of the net with that effort that he uncorked versus Brighton. It was a phenomenal first Premier League goal for him, really well taken. Completely threw everybody off, and uh, also gave Jorginho an assist, which you know he was robbed of so many last season. I'm glad he got one in that match with Reese.
1: I think Reese did all the heavy lifting on that one, Dan. But sure,
2: yeah, <laughs> he did.
1: Uh, I had uh, a different one. Um, Nick
0: kind of spoiled it a little bit. It was the Kai Avertz, uh goal against Barnsley, and it wasn't so much the goal, but it was the the whole package. Mount uh, looking to get an early ball in to Tammy. Uh, Tammy with a delightful dummy and just let it rolled on to a wide open average actually caught him off guard a little bit and almost had a bad touch, uh, but he put it away. And so uh, to open his his book that way and to see Mason involved Tammy involved in a very unselfish way and Kaya in the end to me that was just it was there's few things better than a well timed and executed dummy. So uh, to me, it, was, it wasn't was just Kai, it was the whole move in itself that I'm going with. Uh, but again, plenty of options, right? Thankfully, uh, we scored a good amount of goals. I'm trying to think of what the tweet or the the, 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 the stat I saw was. But anyways, essentially, the, the number of goals we scored, we scored 4, 10, 11, 12, 13 goals in five matches. Uh, we've only been shut up by Liverpool, and that was with the, uh, a missed pen and a red card. So you can kind of like have an idea. It seems like this team's gonna score goals this season. It's gonna come back to the defense and <laughs> and how we do. Oh, is Daniel Katna. He um he put on LinkedIn actually that. We last season, if you take like the adjusted expected goals, we like created 17 more chances of score or should have scored than we did under the the 2017 Premier League winning title under Antonio Conte. And we know how much fun that was. So if we can finish this season, if our defense can keep us in it on paper, this should be a very, very exciting team. So uh, September is a great marker step in that right direction and uh, we'll go out with just a recap out of the Carabao Cup unfortunately obviously the FK Cup still yet to be played Uh, we have Champions League still yet to be played and we're sitting in seventh in the Premier League table Uh, on on seven points plus four goal difference right only two points away from from top four it's early days but uh, we're in and around the action Uh, unlike Manchester City Manchester United Um, they're, they're still struggling to kind of find their form surprisingly. So it's good to be up and amongst the top of the table where we want to be. So, uh, that's going to wrap us up. Let us know what you thought of our first inaugural kind of month in review episode. We thought we'd drop it during the international break because you're probably bored like we are. So this is kind of our gift to you. (laughs) Uh, we'll have another episode coming out Friday. That's going to be the mailbag we did with our Patreon, uh, uh, subscribers through discord. Um, So a much wider example. So the content's coming, all right? And if you're bored, go to our YouTube channel. We're posting stuff every single day there. But that's going to wrap us up, Chelsea fans. So thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, But until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.